Welcome to the Bariatric Nutrition Coach Podcast, where we empower you with weight loss surgery, nutrition knowledge, mindset advice, and inspiration, so you succeed in your weight and health journey. I'm your host, Jane Stoltz, and I am a bariatric dietitian who has helped over 1,300 people on their weight loss surgery journeys. I'm also a solo mum, lover of long walks while listening to podcasts, partial to a glass of wine, and the ocean is my happy place. Join me as I dive deep into bariatric nutrition and lifestyle topics and deliver them to you in bite-sized, palatable episodes every Monday. Now let's go. Hello and welcome to this week's podcast. If you're new to my podcast, my name is Jane Stoltz. I'm the bariatric nutrition coach. I have an Instagram profile. I do lots there and I have a free Facebook community group. I have a coaching program called the Bariatric Nutrition Bootcamp. And if you want to find any more about that program, please check out the link in the show notes. Today, I am talking about grazing snacking, the eating behavior that really drives many people to come and work with me because it can really throw you off your weight loss surgery journey. So let me paint a picture of what it can look like. It can start appearing quite early after weight loss surgery and people think, oh, maybe it's more of something that happens later down the track. But what happens after weight loss surgery is, as if you've had weight loss surgery, you can only eat a small amount at each meal. And I find some people, if they're not really educated clearly on why this is not great, is they eat a little bit of a meal and then a little bit later eat a little bit more and then can take an hour and a half to eat a meal. And why don't we want to do that? We don't want to do that because we want a good break between our meals because that snacking and grazing behavior is one, we want to stop it long term. But when you eat like that, you get to your next meal and you don't have that appetite to really have a good intake at that meal. And then not long after that meal, because you haven't eaten a lot there, you, you need to eat again. And that cycle of snacking and grazing really can build up and it's a bit of a cycle. Another way it can show up is in the early to medium days, you schedule, you go on with your great eating and your protein focused meals and snacks. And then over time, you take your eye off kind of looking at how much protein you're having. Your protein intake at each meal and snack drops down. And what replaces it is more carbohydrate foods. And carbohydrate foods don't sustain you for as long. So you don't get sustained and satisfied for as long. And then you need to have something a bit small, a little bit here and a little bit there to get from one meal or snack to the next. And then what I was talking about with when you're snacking then in between your meals, you get to the next meal and you're not quite as hungry as you normally would. So you don't eat as much. And then that cycle of snacking and grazing continues. So I'd love to share a client story. And this she's a current client. I've changed her name for privacy reasons. I mean, I'd never share anyone's surname, but I'm gonna call her Sally. That's not her real name. Sally's around two years post-surgery and she came to work with me because of weight regain. And when we started working together, I always go through in the first couple of weeks of, I call it an observation activity, and we really observe what's Sally eating when we get to know each other, and that we do that before we set out her personal goals. What was really clear from the beginning with Sally 
was she had stopped tracking or identifying how much protein is in each meal and snack and her eating schedule was way out. So what I mean by that, it was very ad hoc. It wasn't regular and she was having about eight eating episodes per day. And it wasn't surprising because she wasn't having a good amount of protein at her meals and when she was eating or she was having a lot and then that was throwing her out because she didn't need to eat at a regular kind of time after but then she needed to snack a little bit before she got to the other meal and her eating schedule was really out overall her protein intake wasn't adequate and these habits of not adequate protein and as I mentioned before what happens is when the protein intake drops carbohydrate intake increases and you need to eat more and Sally needed to eat more to be satisfied and when we eat more energy intake goes up and that leads to that weight regain. So we established Sally's goals and one of them was really around not only protein intake but also a really around for me it was really important for her to establish a really great eating schedule because that irregular eating schedule really forms a really foundation for us to really work on and build protein into her diet. And what we've done is identify her personal schedule, when she's gonna have breakfast, morning tea, lunch, afternoon tea and dinner. So identify those times, put reminders in place. And then we are building, and she's been doing really well with this, building up protein in that early part of the day building in a really good protein breakfast and she sent me a message saying I just don't feel like I need to snack later in the day like I used to this is magic and I thought that was really lovely and we had a laugh no it's not magic it is because you're feeding your body well in that early part of the day eating regular protein the research shows us that when we eat a good amount of protein earlier in the day we're less likely to have hunger and cravings later in the day and so it's really, really a key thing to work on. Now tell me, is this you? You have had your bariatric surgery and you're feeling lost. You're lacking support and you don't know what to eat and when. Or you may have noticed after your surgery, your hunger and cravings have started to return and you are scared you won't reach your goals. You may have had some weight regain and you wanna stop the weight regain and lose some more weight. You may be pre-surgery and you want support to be fully prepared for your weight loss surgery journey. If any of these sound like you, then listen up. I have developed my bariatric nutrition bootcamp just for you. My coaching program provides education, coaching and community for people getting ready for their weight loss surgery and at every stage after their surgery. There are four key areas that I focus on with my clients in my bariatric nutrition bootcamp. One is the bariatric nutrition basics. You will learn what and how to eat so you feel satisfied, reach your protein and fluid goals and have less cravings and know how to manage your hunger in the future. Meal ideas and meal planning. You'll learn to plan meals and snacks that you like so you have great options on hand when it comes time to eat. Also, we focus on mastering weight regain habits, identifying any habits that are stopping you from reaching your goals and create manageable strategies to get back 
on the straight and narrow. So you can manage your weight for the rest of your life. And also I focus with my clients in my bariatric nutrition bootcamp on learning to trust your body and food. Start to enjoy your food again by relearning to listen to your body cues so you have less guilt and improve your relationship with food and your body. If you are ready to maximize your weight loss surgery results, feel confident in your journey and be led with support and expert guidance, then the Bariatric Nutrition Bootcamp is for you. If you would like to know more about my coaching program, check out the link in the show notes. Sally's a busy mum. She is out and about. She's doing lots. She's got lots going on in her life. So we bring that into the coaching because she needs things that are easy and things to fit in with her personal schedule. So this paints the picture of there are strategies that I use in my coaching that can really support managing snacking and grazing behavior. Another aspect that I want to mention here and we'll leave Sally because I wanted to use that example because it helps paint the picture of what it can look like and I think many people will relate to her. When I'm working with a client that is struggling with snacking or grazing there are two parts that I'm working with or two areas that we are going to work on and I'm explaining this to you because you may listen to this and think okay and get a bit more of I suppose an understanding of maybe what's driving your snacking and grazing. The first thing that we want to focus on first is to make sure you have got that yes regular protein and eating schedule so you are feeding your cells regularly through the day because often snacking and grazing comes up later in the day after work after you pick the kids up before dinner after dinner because your body is trying to catch up with intake and we want to really focus on building that intake in so you're not vulnerable physically over hungry at that meal or sorry before a meal or a snack that you can eat wait comfortably get to that meal or next meal or snack you can eat slowly chew well listen to the body and stop when you're satisfied okay also we want to make sure you're feeding yourself regularly through the day so you're not vulnerable for that snacking later at night or after dinner because that's a real a hot spot a really common time that women are challenged with because days over responsibilities are over kids are in bed or whatever it is you've done you want to numb out you want to reward yourself whatever it looks like that is a real hot spot that we want to first make sure we go into your hot spots your vulnerable times not physically hungry the other side of the coin so to speak the other part that I look at and work with people on and I invite you to reflect on if you are struggling with grazing or snacking is that emotional component people can graze and snack for a whole range of things as I mentioned numbing out boredom distraction eat when you're happy glad sad it's a default way of behaving and it's how we can meet emotional needs or manage things So first we make sure you're being fed physically and then we look at the strategies to manage that emotional eating and that emotional side to the coin. So one side of the coin or one part of the the equation is that can be physical hunger and the other part there can be, not always, but there can be that emotional component. So an activity I invite you to do if you are relating to this discussion 
if you struggle with snacking and grazing, I invite you to do some observation. Human nature is we always want to jump into solution. We want to take it away. We want to fix it. We're going to get that meal plan. It's all going to go away. What I mean, the valuable step to before we move into action is actually to do some observation. Is it comfortable work to do? No, it's not. Who wants to look at what they're doing or they're not doing and be present with it? It's uncomfortable, but we can learn so much. And I invite you to do some journaling. Journaling is such a powerful activity. It can be a notebook in your kitchen. And what you can do is when you feel like grazing and snacking, you can do a bit of journaling and you can ask yourself, am I physically hungry? Am I hungry in the body? Am I physically hungry? And if you are, great, all good. You can have a nice high protein snack done. If you say to yourself, actually, I'm not physically hungry. I'm hungry. I'm hungry in the mouth. I've got, I'm hungry in the head. I just feel like eating for emotional reasons. I would love you to ask yourself, why? What am I hungry for? And just write on that. Sometimes people type it into their phone and then delete it because it's around investigating that feeling and that thought and really digging into it. What am I hungry for? I'm hungry for a break. I'm hungry for a rest. I'm hungry for a bit of excitement. I'm hungry because I'm angry with somebody. What am I hungry for? I'm hungry for whatever reason. We want to at first identify what you're hungry for. And that's a great first step to really be aware of what emotions may be part of your snacking and grazing. I invite you, if you would like to, Send me a DM in Instagram after you've done that activity and tell me what you're hungry for and what you've realized, what you've become maybe a bit more aware of. Sometimes we have some awareness and it's really a low awareness and it's back of the mind and we're kind of aware of it and it will come to the forefront and we go, I've known that for some time, but now I'm really aware of it. I would love to hear from you. You can DM me in Instagram. That would be wonderful. So I really appreciate you listening to my podcast and I hope you found today's podcast of value. I know the area of snacking and grazing is such a big challenge for many, many people. So I hope some of the things I've talked about today maybe have a benefit to you and maybe have asked you to think about your behavior and reflect on that. So thank you so much for your support, for listening to my podcast. I love reviews. It helps people decide to listen to my podcast. So that would be lovely, your rating. And I really look forward to being back in your ears next week. Bye for now.